Bum, 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 bum. Are we recording? Yeah. So now what? Now you started. Now we both get off of our cell phones. Yeah, no, now you gotta so on the drive over here, you I, told me, yeah. I said you could pick what we were gonna talk about. So I have no idea. Uh so the what I came up with is how to build a brand. Well, how to build a brand? Yeah. Would you have wanted more of a heads Holy up on that fuck. one? Well, so I have the other top, like the subtopics. Would you rather hear yeah, those? Yeah, I mean, let's start with the sub. Because so that's the, like a really big topic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, I could do it. No, but. I have faith in you. The subtopics would be um, what, what caused me to get to that point where the importance of structure and planning, both in life and in business, not oh just. God, dude, you, that's so much stuff. Do remember that that's what you wanted me to do? You wanted me to. Th- would you rather talk about like Structure coronavirus and planning, or and something? Then we didn't plan it all for this. You want to talk about something random? Like a, we could review a movie or something if you want. <laughs> you that's all you want to do. I've noticed. I know it always circles back to let's review a movie. But I like talking about like entertainment and shit like that. Yeah, but you've always you're like, oh, have you seen this movie? I'm like, no. And you're like, oh, well, what about this one? No. And you're like, oh, have you seen this? And I'm like, yeah, I sort of saw that. And you're like, oh, well, you know the backstory on it? I'm like, no, I don't. <laughs> so it would it would more or less just be a, a podcast about you educating me on, on movie. what you're talking about. Well, the, all right, you pick a topic then. Uh, no, we can do building a brand. I okay. like that. Yeah, I, th- I think uh, you could roll pretty good off the cuff with that. Yeah, I've built a few. A few, a few in your head. Oh, well, Bing's that. Do you want to go over the sponsors of today's episode? Oh, today's sponsors. Ba, 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 ba. <laughs> uh, starting with Flagner Fail, our adventure apparel line. I'm going to describe it different every single time. Okay, that'll uh, keep it exciting. Flagnerfail.com. Also, the building we're sitting in, it also uh, it doubles as Daniel and Bailey's gym. Ba, 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 ba. Uh, who is the sponsor of this show? DLB Daily. Uh, former Miss Olympia uh, gives you a new workout every single day, some exciting content, and walks you through it all and shows you how to be fucking jacked. DanlinBailey.com. Another sponsor, uh, I believe that's what you're drinking right now in your cup, is oh, yeah. Run Everything Labs. Uh, I think, I hope you're not drinking pre workout before this. No, so I mixed it. I set myself up. I mixed it, and I'm like, when I feel like we're winding down, I'm going to start slugging it. Really? I, it's, I don't know why I'm doing it, but I'm going to try it. What if you drink it by accident? That, that's what I'm saying. It's epitaph. Oh, my goodness. Sabotage. All right, well, Run Everything Labs, uh, best vegan protein in the world. Wow. I can say that? Yeah, you can All say right. whatever you want. Put an asterisk uh, And a to new it. flavor of uh, pre-workout. EWP, Enter With Purpose Pre-Workout. Um, Kaya, you're laying on the cords, girl. Um, is uh, in the works that you're probably testing. What flavor is that? Uh, guess the flavor based on the color. I mean, it looks like bubble gum. No, guess again. That was an educated mm, guess, though. Watermelon. No. Come on. What color is it? It's pink. pink oh, is it pink lemonade? Pink lemonade. E- bum, 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 bum. I feel like it's all just pink or red anyway. Yeah. That's the beat Kaya, juice. Kaya, you really can't lay on the cords. This oh, episode also is brought to you by Kaya. Kaya, the wonderful dog. All right, so let's talk about building a brand. Yeah. You know how to build brands, too. Yeah, I've had a few weird little brands in my day. You, ha- you know, I want to know the brands you've had. Uh, Well, so, I mean, I mean, it depends on what you look at as a brand if you count, uh, like... What? Do you want to start with defining what a brand is? Tell me. Well, I mean, is is Dana and you as people brands? Yeah. Okay. I think we're we're our own brands. But a lot of people wouldn't see that. No, I think I think the 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 the, the new thing that social media has done is everything is sort of a brand. Right, and that's and then you and then for that brand you have brand standards. Right. So I have now my brand standards come naturally because I'm just who I am. You know what I mean? But there's other people out there. Uh, social media social media influencers that like they have brand standards whether they know it or not and it's sort of like what they orchestrate within and who they show the world that they are right you know what i mean and yeah D- dana dana's a brand i mean she could stand alone and i mean she's not necessarily selling a product but she is a brand right and that's yeah. why i think like the general public wouldn't see a person as being a brand yeah um but i yeah. think that's important to, touch to my, note. F- my, my microphone. Why don't you touch my microphone while I'm talking? Please don't. He touched that. it gently. Oh, mm. ew, man. They're the same size microphone. <laughs> um, so what was the question? You were asking me uh, what I, I define as a brand? I want to know about your brands because you said you had some small brands. Yeah. So, I mean, like, if you're doing freelance, do you count that as, like, you branding yourself? Because I do. Yeah. 
It depends. Um, you can be a freelance designer and not have a brand. Right. You can just be, which is fucking crazy that people would even do that. They're just like, I freelance. And it's like, oh, which, and they're like, oh, my name's Rob Bailey, freelance designer. And you're like, oh, cool. <laughs> yeah. Like, it's almost as a freelance artist, I feel like you have to start a brand. Uh, do you? It depends. Well, so back when, when I, I, in my opinion, I feel like I would, but yeah. then thinking a little wider, I guess you wouldn't. You're also wider and you're thinking of like the current day side of things. So like when I was a freshman in college, I was airbrushing t-shirts as like a side hustle. At the beach? To make, no, this was in my parents' kitchen. But really? the dream was like, yeah, maybe I could do this in Wildwood one day. If anyone knows Wildwood, shout out to Wildwood. But like for me, that was a brand because I was making money. I was selling merchandise. I was advertising myself, figuring out how to get other people to know about and it. They and they were stuff specifically like that. interested in you making the shirts, correct? Uh, so no, the the way the shirts came about was um, one year my parent or that year my parents didn't know what to get me for Christmas. So you remember a uh, Pearl Airbrush store yeah. up on South Street? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like three I used to go, stores, I used to go there whatever. All the time. It was beautiful. So is it still there? No. Um, so my dad went and got me an airbrush set for Christmas. I wasn't asking for it, wasn't interested, but I was always doing art. That was just like a, another medium for me to try. Um, and I started airbrushing shirts for like not for the flyers, but like I would airbrush myself a flyer shirt and put like a random player on the back or something like that, okay. like something that people couldn't get in the stores. Yeah. Um, and then my friends in school or at work would be like, oh, where'd you get that random shirt? Or, oh, how'd you get that? Um, so then I started taking orders for shirts. Hey. So I was that was a brand. I was also YouTubing me airbrushing the shirts in 2006. You know what the So who else had is? YouTube channels in 2006? So like I was doing all, I had a website, I had I'm, a brand. Oh, Jesus, you had a website? Yeah, arrart.com. It was a mouthful to say, but like I have business cards. A, say slower. A-R, Austin uh -huh. Ragnow, air, air, art, art.com. Wow. So like for me, that was a brand because I had all, I had everything you needed. Yeah, and had, I was making and I was making money doing it. I had my that's how I got my initials. How I sign everything is trademarked, because when I started airbrushing in 2006, I was like, I need to get this trademarked. That's my logo. So you legit trademarked yes, your logo, my initials, the way I sign, which stuff. is a very good. Yeah, so nice. so like for me, that was my first brand. So you're not just one of those dudes who adds the TM to everything and no, like it's no, it's like, like valid. Dude. You're it, like a real person. Yeah, it's legit. Man. But so then from there, the next brand that I got into was screen printing T-shirts mm -hmm. because I remember the Phillies were in the playoffs and I couldn't keep up with airbrushing that many shirts. Yeah, I had an order for 16 shirts from 16 different people that all wanted their name on the back of a Phillies shirt. So I was going to AC Moore uh -huh. and I would buy the blanks. Yep. They were $3 yep. if you went and got them on sale. I would go up to South Street and I would get all the ink or, and paint and shit that I needed. And then I would set up shop and I would airbrush all these shirts. And then it started to think for me like, all right, how can I do these faster and be more efficient? Yeah. So from there is when I started screen printing. Because I was like, I can't airbrush 16 shirts. Were you, were you drying in your parents' oven? No. So when I started, so airbrushing, oh, over the course of airbrushing and like doing that business, I went from um, my parents' house to I moved in with my older brother. Yeah. Um, and then I had like my own little studio set up in the basement. Okay. Um, so when I started screen printing, I was screen printing there hmm. and I had a machine called like a you do or something. I remember like you that. do. Yeah. Yeah. You like, do was uh, like a one in all a one in yeah. all. It was a flash unit. It was a dryer. Yep. It was screen. It was everything. It was a pretty interesting little piece of equipment. That's how I learned how to screen print. Oh, wow. So I learned like the whole process doing that, but yeah, drying, washing out in the basement, yep. having to go to like the art studios uptown because huh. I couldn't print transparencies big enough yeah. on my home printer. But then I was able to turn out more shirts. So all of a sudden, instead of it taking two hours for me to airbrush, uh, say, 10 shirts, I was able to screen print all these shirts yeah. and then just bring them to the laundromat and use all their dryers there to heat set them. So that was like the second brand. That brand had a website, yep. had an Instagram account. Look had at you. It, oh, you, there was Instagram at this point in time? It, so in, yeah, the, so now we're probably 2011, 2012. Yeah. Um, that was the first business that I ever had where I made an online purchase or an online sale. Got you. Um, and I remember checking my email and seeing that like someone bought a shirt for $25. 
and being hype. Well, being hype because so that was a Friday morning. I was sitting outside the barbershop waiting for it to open. And I was just sitting there and I checked my email and I saw that overnight I made $25. $25 is nothing. Bro, I had the same feeling. But it was overnight while I was sleeping. That was my same feeling. Over the weekend I made $75 selling three tank tops and it was like it was like not real money. It was like it was almost like if I checked my stocks right now and I made 30% over the weekend. I'd be, You'd be like, holy shit. I just, whole lot. And it, all of a sudden, it has your full attention. Yeah. yeah. So I did that uh, little brand or whatever for a while. I got to the point where we were screen printing the shirts. The machine that we had couldn't keep up with it. So then I started outsourcing yeah. uh, the screen printing. So I was designing the artwork, and then someone else was screen printing for me. Man, you're like a um, little. And I had that brand or business all the way up until I started working for you. And that's how I... And you just shut it down. Well, I shut everything down. Yeah. I shut down... I was... So I had like multiple YouTube channels I was running. Uh-huh. I had different websites. I was doing personal training. I was doing like a lot of different stuff and I shut it all down. Um, but the big thing was like I learned a lot on my own through like airbrushing and managing those things and then screen printing yep. and then talking to screen printers that when I stepped in and on like... The first day I worked on the work skull design, yeah. um, I knew the process. I knew like what a transparency was. I knew what emulsion was yeah. and that things just you didn't know what, I guess happen. I didn't even, I took for granted that you already sort of knew all that stuff. Yeah. So it, it just helped like kind of expedite the process. Hey, hey. But as far as like I go, I mean, those were my brands. I also like treat it like the same way you and Dana treat yourselves as a brand. Mm-hmm. In my mind, when Instagram came around, it was like, oh yeah. As, a as a person, as an artist, yeah. you are a brand. Yeah, and you have brand standards. You have a look. You have yeah. You, things. I mean, yeah. I had like a color that I yeah. made sure I yeah. used, and, and stuff I feel like, like that. I feel like you should have that. There's nothing worse than going to an Instagram account and uh, you look at it and you're like, is this like a weird explore page? Right. Or yeah, I think everyone sort of gets that now. They're like, ooh, my, you know, it should all look the same. Yeah. Now, now image. I mean, now more than ever yeah, with social media, image is more. important, and people understand that. Um, so what about your brands other than Flagner fail and the obvious? Cause I think then we could talk about like the, the growth of those brands and what helped build them like run everything or whatever. Yeah. Um, but before, before that, are there other ones like for you that kind of helped pave the way? I mean, so there's just really broken text. Yeah. That was a big one. Um, my domain or my, uh, not my domain. Yeah. My domain ran up and I just didn't renew it. And then someone tried to sell it back to me for a thousand dollars. Oh yeah. Like, go daddy let it run up and uh i didn't know i was like wasn't paying attention and yeah then, and then so i got an email and i was like hey your domains ran up and i was like whoa and i went back to renew it and someone already bought it wrecked and i emailed them and i was like hey that's my domain and they're like yeah we'll sell it back to you for a thousand dollars like i don't have a thousand dollars the worst is probably like a bot in saudi arabia yeah or so it's still, it doesn't it. exist it's yeah. not a thing anymore so don't go look for it i mean i don't care if you do and then where'd i go next next was flagner fail yeah yeah um, Flagner fail. Let me think what other brands I started. So what I, like a lot of people already know the story. We've covered it of like the growth of it. But since we're talking about like planning and structure, yeah. was there planning going into Flagner fail? Or no. was it just like, fuck it. I'm going to, everything was, here fuck we go. it. it was just, it was making moves day by day. Uh huh. Um, the original concept and Dana's here. The original concept was like, I was just sick of not doing what we wanted to do. Yeah. So the, the, the brand's plan was like make enough money so that we can just sort of do what we want. Right. And I remember saying that over and over and over. Um, just make enough money so we can do whatever we want. And obviously, like what we want evolves over time. Now it's like we want to buy a house in Mexico. <laughs> like, yeah. So you know, but um, back then you didn't want to farm and all of this. No, other shit. no. I just I literally just wanted to make my car payment back yeah. then. You know what I mean? Um, we didn't even think about like we didn't even want like a bigger house. We were like. Everything was fine. It just we just wanted enough money, like go out to dinner and shit. Yeah, uh, and travel. Traveling was very important. Um, no, everything. I didn't set out with the intention of like I'm gonna build a brand that looks like this, uh-huh. or like this is gonna be my brand. I just sort of built what I wanted, and I I just knew it in my heart. Like I knew there was all these different things I wanted to do, um, and actually, like there was a bunch of people that started reaching out to me, uh, and saying like, well, how are you, how are you doing this? How are you building... Like without a business plan. Yeah, and how are you building culture? Mm-hmm. And how are you getting a following? And how are people doing this? And I remember like not being able to explain it. Um, was like, it 
one of the first people that ever called me up and, and like actually asked me really intelligent questions was Andy Frisella. Yeah. And he called me up. I don't even remember what year this was, but it was, bef- it was before first firm really took off. Um, and he's like, how do you build culture? And I was like, I don't really know what you mean. He's like, people like live and die by your shit. They're getting tattoos. Like, how did you do that? I was like, I don't, I don't, I don't know. He's like, no, like what's the game plan? Like, and I was like, I don't know, man. I don't have a plan. I just, we just do cool shit. And he's like, yeah, but like these tours where you go out and meet people, like what's the overall goal with that? And I was like, I just want to travel and I like weird vehicles. So like we bought an Airstream and went on tour because it seemed like fun. Yeah. And I think he started to realize like, oh wait, this dude's just doing what he wants. He doesn't, there is no plan. Um, So it was organic. It's extremely everything and, and, was working and the big it. thing I think is like you did shit for the right reasons did shit for the right reasons and then um, a lot of the other things were forced by limitations so like one of the coolest things branding wise that happened was the website crashing right so I had my friends sort of structure the site for me okay. like I didn't know enough how to structure I think I built my first website and then the second one I I had someone build it a little bit, but then like I was able to modify it. I don't really remember how we did it. It's back like, then, yeah. It's like really blurry back. It's ten years ago, whatever. But we we sold out all the pink tank tops, and then I think we did a second run of pink tank tops, and then we did a run of hoodies. And it was I think the gray hoodies. I thought about doing pre order, and I was like, well, no, I don't want to do pre orders. That doesn't seem. It doesn't seem. And that's how I made a lot of my decisions. It's like it didn't seem right. Yeah, yeah. It seemed like I was stealing. You still make a lot. We all the decisions we make are the same. Yeah, way. that you make them doesn't by your feel heart. Right. Yeah, it doesn't feel right. So it didn't feel right. I was like, no, I need to have the product before I sell it to people. So I made these gray hoodies, and I think that's the first time the website crashed. It was like my third quote unquote release. Release. Yeah. It was the pink, the pink tank tops, the same design on blank tank tops, and then I was like, fuck, I'm gonna do a hoodie. So it was gray hoodies, and I bought like Rydell hoodies. Okay. I bought the cheapest hoodies because I, you know, they were. That's what you do. I think yeah. They were like eight dollars and twenty-five cents or something like that. So I bought the cheapest hoodies. Once again, made that decision because I'm broke, and right. I, I think I probably had maybe eleven hundred dollars to spend. And, on and you're probably buying these at like a local. You're not like no, buying no, no, these no, no, from no. some no, no, crazy no. distributor. So the guy, the guy who I ordered. Uh, I bought the press off of the, like okay. the old shitty iron uh-huh. iron horse press, I think it's called, or workhorse or whatever. Uh-huh. Um, he hooked me up with, I think, his Sanmar account, okay. Sanmar or something like that. So I was buying, quote unquote, wholesale. Okay. Or maybe it wasn't Sanmar, but it was it was somewhere where there was a clearance section. Gotcha. I'll get to that in a second. So I bought, I bought these gray hoodies. I put them up. I forget, there might have been like 50 of each size or whatever. And I was like telling everyone, like, oh, I'm making these. And they, they saw me print them. And when I launched them, I don't know, like 5,000 people came to the website and it fucking crashed. Like 5,000 people like instantly were trying to order and like the website just crashed. And at this point, it's what? Facebook, word of mouth, YouTube, right? Yes. Instagram's yep. not yep. around it's yet. It's Dana, Dana wearing them in her, in her uh, you know, with their short hair, doing her little dance. Once again, her building her own brand. Right. 100% by being herself, which we can cover her next, because I think she's one of the bigger brands out of all this. So the website crashed. And like, dude, I my first thought was like, okay, how does a business handle this? And I was like, <laughs> well, business, first of all, they don't admit that they're wrong. Right, right. You don't want to do that because it shows weakness, blah, 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 all these things. And I was like, you put out maybe like a press release or you explain the situation, you know, I don't like know. Like well after the fact, after you plan yeah, it out. Yeah, and, and then you delete it because you don't want people to see <laughs> it. Like, you know, all those things uh-huh. that like Chipotle would do if yeah, something yeah. went wrong. And I'm thinking, I'm like, what do I do? I was like, I don't know. I feel like I'm letting everyone down. And like, I started to get like emotional. Like I felt like I was going to cry. Yeah. Like I'm like, all these people want to order it. They're like getting mad. I feel like I'm just fucking everything up. There was all this opportunity now. No one, I don't even have to get the site back up. Yeah. It's just me by myself right now. Yeah, you it's had like no one to turn to. 10 o'clock at night. And I was like, fuck it. So I picked up the phone and I'm like, all right, let me just release a video message to the people and apologize. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, just from my heart, like, guys, I'm so sorry. Like, I don't know what I'm doing. I set this up. I thought it was going to work. It's not really working. And everyone was like, they were just like rooting for me. Yeah. And I was like, oh, this isn't what I, I thought everyone was just going to be pissed. Mm-hmm. But like they ended up like rooting for me. It's okay, dude, you're trying so hard. And they could see in my face that like, oh, this means a lot to him. This is yeah. like a real thing for him. And there were so many decisions like that. Even the, when I was ordering, like I would find tank tops on clearance 
Um, and a lot of times what they had is they had bulk tank tops and oh yeah, Walmart. Oh, Danny just said something to me, but uh, they had tank tops and the tank tops like they wouldn't have, they'd have like seven small. Right. And then they have like 50 medium, 12 large, five extra large and like 35 extra small. Mm-hmm. Like, all right, I'll just buy all those. And you could get them for like a dollar oh nine yeah. because it wasn't a full size set. And then when I would launch it, the small would sell out instantly and I'd have all these other ones, but like I was paying a dollar oh nine plus shipping and then just s- still the same thing, selling them for the $24. And I'm mm. like, I'm making fucking, cause I didn't count my time or the ink or anything at that right, point right. in time. So I'm like, I'm making $23 per tank top. Like what the fuck? So like I just kept going back, turning it all. But once again, it was just me, so I couldn't really like scale at mm-hmm. that. But I was making decent money and and turning it around. But yeah, one time we went. To, I couldn't find any like cool zip up hoodies, and we were in uh, Walmart, and there was who was it? Hannah Montana. Yeah, well, I, I, I think it might have been like a Hannah Montana zip up hoodie, and. Uh, it, it was it was just like a cool hoodie. Like it was black, it was a zip up, it was actually really nice. And they were on clearance for like some ridiculous price, like cheaper than my wholesale. It was like mm-hmm. five fifty for a zip up hoodie. And I remember thinking, like, oh my God, zip up hoodies are eleven eleven dollars for like a uh, a really shitty one, you know what I mean? Um, so I bought them all. Like mm-hmm. we filled up two shopping carts. It wasn't even that much money. It was like, you know, three hundred and twenty five dollars. Yeah. But I went back. I remember thinking, I was like, all right, cool. How do I do something with these hoodies that's different? Like what? I was like, I, I love like, I just loved chaos back then. And one of my biggest inspirations was just graffiti. Mm-hmm. And I loved how like graffiti just like, you would just write over it. And that's like why like, I, and all yeah. That. And that's why back in the day I didn't do knockouts. So like I would print the big block text and then I'd print graph over it. Mm-hmm. And like, it'd be different every time. And I just loved it. Cause it was just like, oh yeah, it's like the ink's layering. It's getting thicker. And, uh, it just did so much cool stuff and it just amazed me that you could just do that. And then when I did put it up for sale, people would buy it. So I actually did a, f- a full screen as big as I could of when the time comes, there will not be enough mm-hmm. people to bury the dead, which is a quote from my mother. And I did that. Uh, and I printed it the size over the zipper and I remember printing it and you could print five before the zipper would collect so much ink yeah. that it like didn't work anymore. So you'd have to like hit three or four times, clean it out and start over. Like thinking back now, like literally the most inefficient thing. But at the same point in time, dude, I I think I was selling those, those zip up hoodies for $42. Right. So once again, took, I'm trying to think how long it would take me to print five. I could probably print five in 20 minutes with the zipper and the ink. And then once you clean, you can probably print another. So maybe 10 an hour realistically yeah so 10 an hour and then you look back and you know whatever they were five so you're making 40 bucks 35 dollars what's 35 times 10 350 yeah 300 so i was making 350 bucks an hour like mm-hmm. printing those now granted we had to shoot them we had to pack Time. them we had to, and all of it all that other yeah. shit adds up and it's like okay you're not actually making 350 yeah, yeah. an hour but that that's how i was doing the math every single one i got done i was like boom and i just in my head, I'm just like, okay, cool, cool, cool. One day, I'm going to be able to buy, like, real hoodies. Mm-hmm. And I'm not going to have to go to Walmart and buy some weird shit. So a lot of it was that. And the same reason that Dana and I became the models for the brand. Yeah. I, I didn't have any model friends. I didn't, you know, I didn't have a photographer. So, like, we just had to do everything ourselves. And I think that... And then it worked out where it helped people identify with the brand yeah. more. Because they're not identifying with a corporation. So, yeah. like... Nike releases Jordans, and if they're not available or they sell out or whatever, people are pissed. Yeah. They're pissed at Nike yeah. um, because it's this big corporate thing. But when it happens for you, it's like, no, Rob's for the people. We're, we're yeah. bad on with Rob. Yeah, and that was, that was, I think, because I already had the brand in my head, that's why it was so easy building a brand. Mm-hmm. Um, and the same thing goes for Dana because Dana, Dana's a fucking brand, dude. You know, and I think when she first started, like everything that I found attractive in her and cool, like I liked that she was just like fun loving and she would dance between sets and she'd try really hard and she'd do all these fucking things. I think that um, that was her being a brand, you know, it was her, her short hair, her look, everything about her was a brand. And the other big thing, same as Fleckner Fell, was at the time 
It you, didn't exist. It, you weren't trying to do it. You weren't forcing mm. it as people are now. But it also didn't exist. Right. Like, people had never seen anything like her mm-hmm. in the fitness industry. And they were like, oh, you're sort of like this girl from blah, 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 but with short hair and this and this. And, like, it was like, well, you don't say you're you're like this and then add 15 different characteristics. Like, yeah. no, you're not like that. So... The, the the branding thing with her was the same thing. It was just like, no, let's just show people exactly who you are. Mm-hmm. And I don't think that works like that for all brands. You know, like no, or people or no, anything. I mean, no. we can say like you start at flag and fail without a plan or structure or anything mm-hmm. like that. That does not mean that someone should drop everything they're doing and try to start a brand with no planning involved. No, 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 no. And and even now, so like... Um, At the time, you didn't have kids. I mean, you still don't, but yeah. you didn't have like these big crazy responsibilities. But now you get people asking you like, hey, and it's it's parents with kids and responsibilities. They're like, hey, I want to quit my day job and open a gym or do this and that. It's like, well, there's... You're not, you might not be in that position. Well, there's a way to do it. You know what I mean? And I think that one of the greatest things you can do, and once again, I'm not a parent. And I, I feel like a lot of times parents get mad when I say things because they're like, well, you're not a parent. You don't fucking know. Uh-huh. Well, I guess what? Suck my fucking dick. But I think one of the greatest things a, uh, you can do as a parent is show hard work, you know, and show like one of the things that I remember growing up is my dad always wanted to open an ice cream store like an ice cream shop uh-huh. really weird right yeah oh, doesn't yeah. seem like my dad <laughs> at all my dad eats like half a gallon of ice cream a night like before he goes to bed really i fucking swear to you dude wow like, i didn't know that mm-hmm. so when he watches my house and i come back there's like pints of ice cream <laughs> that are like just ripped through like in the trash savage that's what he eats he, like his Good dinner for him dude and he and that and that's what he says yeah. he's like i don't know i'm 220 yeah come I'm at like, me bro yeah he's like I'm, I'm 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 my weight when i was 16 what i'm like I, I don't know, dude. I just seems like you should <laughs> be eating that. Really aggressive. Yeah, it just seems all. like a weird thing to eat at night. You don't have weird dreams. <laughs> but I remember him like getting samples and shit in. You know what I mean? And I remember him getting samples of like trays and different things, like almost like he was like really almost there with starting in his own business. Yeah. And I I wish he would have. Even if he would have fucking failed at it, you know what I mean? We would have like lost the house or anything like that. I think the benefit of seeing him like take that leap would have been really dope. Uh-huh. And I think that at the time, it, probably not. But now looking no, back, at the time, probably not. Yeah. But I mean, what I saw him do is play it safe. Yeah. So that's what I did until I was 25. But I think that like you, I mean, once again, we both know that like everyone obviously takes the gym very serious, their physique very serious, but you can like throw that shit out the window and like you can live on four hours of sleep. If you have a day job, like if you're really good at what you do, yeah, that's a key. You don't part. need to work eight hours at your day job. Yeah, you can show up tired. You can sort of like float through and get it done, and then you can get home. You can eat. You can spend an hour with your kids, and then when your kids go to bed at nine o'clock, you can start working again. You can work till two, uh-huh. and you can live on three hours of sleep. I 100% know that because I did it for many, many years. Yeah, it's gonna fuck you up, and you're not gonna operate as well. But you can live on three hours of sleep for at least two years uh-huh. if you're me, at least. And it's going to fuck everything up, but ideally in two years you can make something work. And I think showing your kids that, like showing your kids that effort is, is really fucking cool. So yeah, all those people like quitting your day jobs, the easy, it's like the easy fucking thing. Yeah. Staying up all fucking night and working and figuring out how to manage your life and be as efficient as possible and taking sacrifice. That's, that's the hard part. And like, being smart enough to make it all work. And being smart enough to, yeah. and, and doing the research and looking at things creatively and realizing that like a roadblock, there's always a way around roadblock and there's always a creative way around roadblock. Yeah. My biggest thing that I do is I take roadblocks and I make, I use that for the branding of the brand. So whatever roadblock you hit, you turn it into a marketing decision and that moving forward is what defines your brand. That's how I've always done everything. Yeah. Um, do you consider it like you got lucky with a lot of things? Do you think no? Because like you're not going to say up. it, but like you're really smart. So like that's obviously like a huge part. So I don't of it. think I'm. I don't want to say I'm really smart. Well, I, I know I, that's why I just said it for no, you. I appreciate <laughs> you saying that. I appreciate you saying that. I don't think I'm really smart. Um, so how do you how do you see it? Do you think you hit at the right time? Do no, you, I just think there's a bunch of different ways around an issue. Uh-huh. I think that's all it is. I don't. I think that. I think that being smart is like knowing facts and being able to remember and like looking at something and figuring it out on the first time. Mm-hmm. And for me, a lot of times, 
there'll be an issue and I just spend like days thinking about like, what are my options around this issue? And I, I try to convince myself that I'm smart enough to figure it out, but it's, it's creatively how to get around that yeah. issue or that roadblock or to get by something. Um, and I think I'm just more determined. Determined than have the That's creativity That's all it is. There. It's, 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 it's being determined and being a little creative. Mm-hmm. And I, but I don't think I'm smart by any means. Okay. I, th- I think you're I smart. What you're saying. I think you're smart because a lot of times when you explain it that, yeah, I know what you mean. Like yeah. when you explain it that way. Like if I was to say like one of the smartest people I know, like you're one of the smartest people I know. Mm, I appreciate that. No problem, dude. Um, but like I think I'm just determined and creative. Yeah. And I, I think I have confidence. I think I've since gained confidence, and it might come across as smart, but I'm I'm not. Yeah. And I think have it realizing like what your strengths are. Mm-hmm. And like really focusing on your strengths and not to say like stay in your lane, but do what you're good at mm-hmm. and then allow others to do what they're good at when you get to that point and let it all grow and do what it needs yeah. to do. So I've, I've got a good idea. Let's talk about because we have we have a brand uh, that we have samples being made for right now. OK, I don't want to say the name. Yeah, I think I, I, I yeah. mean, we have so a lot I, of samples. Well, but. We, we've talked about there's a brand that we're starting that. I don't, it's actually like a test for me, more or less. I don't want anyone to know that I have ownership of this brand when I okay, make it. Okay, I know it. which one you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, yeah. So what I want to do is I want to create a brand because I've always had my face on it and I've always, I've, I've been able to have my voice on it. Yeah. And I feel like now I'm like, no, 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 let me see if I can I can enter a brand with, you know, say $10,000 startup and see if I can make the brand into like a million dollar brand by the end of the year yeah. without anyone knowing that, I'm involved. Yep. Dana's involved. Like, so we have samples in the works right now. Uh, we've um, had, <laughs> yeah, we've had Jesus. This is something that's been in the works. You know, for let's a not talk about. Okay, that, I'm just know? saying it's been in the works for a while. Now. Well, uh, for for whatever reasons. Yeah, for whatever reasons. Fuck. Keep going. All right, I'm you're throwing me off, dude. I just <laughs> I was gonna start talking about public executions. Um, Jesus. I know. I know. Jesus can't save you. So, this brand, for example. Um, we're coming out of the product, so do you want to, without covering the brand, Okay. you generally know what my concept is for the brand. Yeah. Okay. So when, when building a brand, because a lot of people listen to this and they're like, well, I don't, nobody knows my personality. I don't have a YouTube channel. I don't have anything. Uh-huh. How do I build a brand? So the, the really important things was for me was we need like a, an item that gets your attention. Um, it's going to be hard without talking about the actual product. Well, I mean, before you have and you need something you personally believe in. Yes. Is, a, is yep. the best starting point, whatever the brand is, yeah. whether the brand's yourself as a personal trainer, whether the brand is a cookie company or a plastic toy company or supplements or a gym, you have to 1000% believe in your product. Yeah. 100%. Um, there's people who you talk to that you could just tell when they're salespeople, when they believe in themselves, when they're trying to sell you something, whatever it is. And I think that is step one. Yeah. Um, because, I mean, it's step one if you're looking for something that's sustainable. Yeah. If you're looking for quick cash and you're just trying to flip some bogus shit that you just bought on Alibaba or fucking <laughs> eBay, yeah. then yeah, whatever. But if you're looking for a brand, which a brand means to me, something that's sustainable, that's going to create revenue and all that stuff, yeah. then you need something you believe in, regardless of if it's a tangible good or not. Yeah. So, yeah, the first thing is, I, I think... And that's why sampling for us is so important. Yeah, which is why this is so delayed. Yeah. But, yeah, I think passion is huge. I think you can create a brand without passion. Without without passion on... Without passion for the thing that you're doing. Yeah, I mean, that you, you could do it for the that, wrong reasons. Yeah, there's people that have done it. Yeah, have done it, but you need to know what you need. Um, so I think, and I've said this before, you're going to know this because people ask me this all the time, like, how do you do it? Uh-huh. And I think one of the biggest things with building a brand is you need to give some like people something to talk about. Yeah. You know, so and ideally they're, they're able to relate to it. So the analogy, I always try to think of the analogy in my head, like, OK, what like what, what am I trying to beat? You know, what's my going back to the roadblock problem that I'm trying to solve, right? So it's like, I need people to talk. Yeah. I need people to want to tell their friends about this. So That's social proof and community around it. Yeah. So, you know, working at QVC, um, 
we would have these morning meetings and there was two things that people used to talk about, right? So one was the show Lost. <laughs> I've never seen it. I've Neither have I. I heard it no good great things about it. No idea what it's about. Uh, Jake loves it, apparently. Yeah, he's, he's losing he's like his mind right fucking now. fucking erection over there. <laughs> so <laughs> I have no idea what that show's about. And, and they would come in, and my, my art director would be like, oh, my God, did you see what Cynthia did on Lost <laughs> last night? He's like, oh, my God, but did you see? I can't believe Ryan did that. What do you think the thing in the woods is? And I'm like, what the fuck are you guys talking about? Yeah. Um, I just made those names up. And I remember thinking, like, man, like, this, there's 10 of us, and literally 80% of the people here me, me and my boss were like outcasts, but 80% of the I'm people losing their mind about not it. only like rearranged their, their night last night to pay attention to this fucking show, but then they're coming the next day to work and they're talking <laughs> about it and uh -huh. it has their full attention and yeah. they're like getting worked up and like almost arguing. And then the other thing they talked about was the, was the kid, fuck, what was his name? I don't remember his name, um, but he worked in my desk and he went out on his own. And they would like talk about. Oh, like start his own. Thing. Yeah, he was like a designer. He started his own little brand, but I it was like a design firm brand. Yeah. yeah, I don't remember his name, but whatever. Um, and I remember they used to like talk about him, but like they didn't really dig him too much because was it jealousy though? It was one hundred percent jealousy. Yeah, okay. It was like, oh, did you see what blah 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 was doing? He <laughs> thinks he's he thinks he's so cool. Oh, now he's selling his artwork, and it's like, wait, that's fucking awesome. Like there was a guy here who's left, and now he's selling and his doing artwork. His own thing. But those were the two things they used to talk about in the meetings. So I always thought back to that. And I was like, okay, cool. Those are average people. The, right? the people those are, talking. Those mean. are the normal people. Yeah. That's who I'm going after. I want to get those people's attention, right? Gen the pop, people yeah. that go to work and then they have conversations. So anytime that I go about a branding strategy, I go about a narrative for a product, I always think to myself, we need to make this good enough so that in that meeting, those people bring me up. Or yeah. bring up this product. So even Which going something back we to talked about with the warehouse gym. Yeah, yeah. Which you, I mean that that's another successful brand yeah. business that's running. Yeah. Um. And what did you always say the goal was with that brand? Hey. So I wanted. So and once again, I've my attention is spread too thin. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, from the inception of of warehouse gym, I said I want them to bring my name up. Gold's gym. In meetings. a gold's gym corporate meeting. Yeah. And that was the goal of the brand. Uh -huh. It was like, that was what I wanted to do. I just wanted to disrupt the market enough. Now, of course, that market's absolutely insane. Now, and yeah. I don't even know who's winning. They're more scared of Planet Fitness. But yeah, I wanted, I, and that's what I think a lot is like, I want to I I make enough of a splash with whatever I'm doing that when they're at the water cooler or they're having the Monday morning meeting, they're like, oh my goodness, did you, you have to go check out what Rob's doing mm -hmm. or you have to go check out what Flagner Fail is doing or the video of Dana provokes enough emotion where th when she's lifting weights or she does her little dance or her hair or whatever, provokes enough emotion where they go to work the next day and they're like, hey, you have to watch this video. Of this sharing girl. it with their friends. That's the only way that I could yeah. advertise. You know what I mean? Like I, don't, I didn't have money to go on TV or anything like that. Right. So I just approached every, every project like that. Now saying it out loud, I'm realizing how that could go bad. Yeah, like I mean, obviously like anything could go bad. You can release a sex tape like a Kardashian and oh, yeah, you're going to get attention. Hey. <laughs> but but at the same point in time it's like okay, you got to also decide what you want your branding to be. Yeah. So take that into consideration too. So that's why like, you know, I was like, "Ooh, I'm going to make cutting boards." And like that was a huge thing for us making cutting boards and I realized that like we could get involved and I uh, you know, I wanted the brand to be known for being things being handmade and things being custom and a little bit different. And that was what I was selling to people. So and the story, the, and the whole story behind it. So I would, I would, I would, everything was supporting that narrative. Um, and then anything that made sense to make it custom, even printing the, the, the sweatshirts with the ink and the zipper. I was like, this fits this fucking brand. Perfect. Yeah. And I knew that handmade uh, pride in, more pride in production than pride in quality. Um, I think starting out, quality wasn't, I just didn't have the money for quality. Yeah, it wasn't really, I had, it wasn't on your radar. I had the money for production because it just came down to time. So what about, I'll, I'll bring up, just since we're on Flagner Fail, and I feel like a lot of people could be familiar with the brand, like Test Prints. 
Oh, test how did test yeah. prints start? That was so, a roadblock where you didn't, you were yeah. wasting clothes. One hundred percent. So test prints, and once again, like pe- everybody was just copying that. Yeah, and that was something that we we have since stopped doing because we don't make mistakes anymore. <laughs> yeah. But what test prints were was because I printed over zippers and over seams, and my prints were so. And you print it for twenty hours a day, and I would print for twenty <laughs> hours a day. The screens would just start to get really muddy and really shitty. So I would take shirts that if I screwed something up too bad, I would keep the shirt, send it through the dryer, and when I sent it back, I would reprint on it yeah. to try to get that that all that extra ink out. Or I'd like wipe my hands on it and then send it through the dryer so the ink would, you know, cure. And that's what once again, that's all a, the good product I uh-huh. was selling. Yeah. So the test prints are just these shirts covered in ink with words all over them with like half prints. And you're looking at them as I just wasted 350. Yeah, I like wasted 350. I'm losing money here. But I'm using it as a rag so I'm still sort of saving uh-huh. money. And you know what? I'll just wear this to the gym. Right. Cuz for me that was like it was the ultimate it was the ultimate graph shirt. Yeah. Like it was literally just a covered. <laughs> it, it was just a mess. It looked like an abandoned building. You yeah. know what I mean? Uh-huh. And to me I'm like this is such a dope shirt. So I'd wear it to the gym. And my friends would wear them because they'd, they'd be like, oh, let me get a shirt. And I'd be like, well, I'm not going to give you here's a good a shirt, one. but here's yeah. a free shirt. And then as we started wearing them, people were like, I want that. Yeah. That's the dope shit. Like, g- give me that shirt. And I was like, well, you you can't have the. I don't make it's these. Trash. These are trash <laughs> shirts. That, like, I just wear the trash shirts. So then what I started doing was we, we actually had to start, like, printing test prints. Making them, yeah. So after we'd do a run, we'd throw, like, another thing through of a weird color, and then we'd, like, hit it again and like we were sort of like faking the process, and then I was like, man, there's just so many test prints. So we did test prints over 100. Yeah. And then instantly, we just started. Every order was over 100. dollars Yeah. You increased uh, the average order value without even knowing what you were doing. I didn't. I, I just. <laughs> I was just like, well, if they spend 100 bucks, like at least I can give them something. Yeah. Like, that's how I thought of it. But looking back now, I was like, whoa, that was fucking brilliant. But uh-huh. that was me just solving a problem. Yeah. You know what I mean? It was me trying to figure out how to save money creatively and solving a problem. Once again, I'm not fucking smart. Right. That was like a mistake and me just trying not to waste yeah. shit. And nowadays people will be like, you had a customer send the acquisition ladder and like all this shit. And yeah. it's like, no, I just had issues and I was trying to deal yeah, with them. Exactly. And then, you know, another, another one of my big uh, branding things was shirt for a friend. Oh, yeah. yeah so yeah. once I actually built up a fan base, I, w- I was driving to Pittsburgh and I was looking Shout at... Shout out to Pittsburgh. And... Uh, I was just like looking, I was frustrated, right? Because I, I, I didn't know how to get people's attention. And I'm looking at these fucking billboards, and there's a billboard for a brand that had just started, and it was horrible. Like, and you're going back before, I'm just trying to give context. There's Facebook, but there's no but Instagram. But there, there's not Facebook advertising. No, no, like, no, 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 no. You can't just boost a post. Nope, you nope, can't just nope, do there wasn't And I didn't really have money for that because I was yeah. putting all the money back in the product. And I remember driving, and there was some weird brand. It was definitely like three guys... Who, who played golf together. It was like, let's start an apparel line. Hell yeah. And they got some shirts embroidered, and they're like, let's buy a billboard. And I saw <laughs> it, and like, it was, it was pixelated. Okay, that's And I could see it from the highway, one. <laughs> right? So that sums it all up. It's a pixelated fucking billboard uh-huh. uh, from the highway. And I was like, man, that's so bad. And it made me furious that I didn't have money to get a billboard, right? Okay. So I was like, fuck, how do I... What would be like a billboard? Like, I need to do something so that more people see it. Right. And I was like, I don't know how to do that. And I was like, wait, but like, my fan base is loyal. Like, they love the brand. They believe in the brand. Like, well, I don't, I don't know how, like, can I ask them to get me a billboard? Like, I don't, like, and I started going through and I was like, well, if I have these people, what if they, what if my whole fan base just told one person that didn't know about the brand? Pyramid and I was scheme. like, but, but, but at the same point in time, I was like, yeah. fuck, they're not. Were they just say, hey, go buy this brand? Yeah. And I was like, I know what I'll do. Instead of doing a test print, I'll do a shirt for a friend. So we, we, I made a shirt for a friend logo. I did the never settle on it. Um, and then if you ordered over like 50 bucks, I sent you an extra shirt that was not your size. So you had to give it to someone. So like if you ordered all extra large, I would send you a medium shirt. And I was like, and we put a note and we were like, please give this to a friend that doesn't know about the brand and explain to them what the brand means. Uh. And just, yeah, that's what people did. They were like, okay, cool. I'll give it to my cousin. Hey, cousin, this is a shirt. It's a shirt for a friend. From a, and like, I don't know. It was just me trying to think around, like, I, I can't afford a billboard. Right. And I had a four-hour drive, and that's what I came up with. So it was Which just, is brilliant. 
Just a <laughs> really like, that was, good referral that was yeah. program. So uh, that's what a lot of it was. Yeah. Um, geez, what else? I mean, there was just so many decisions that were made just trying to save things. Yeah. So we like uh, the bat. One of the dopest bags we had. Remember, we had the Fitmark bags. Yeah. yeah. So I struck a deal with Fitmark, and they sent me deconstructed bags. So they sent me all the parts to this big duffel bag that they made. So before they made it, they allowed me to screen print it. I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. I was like, okay, cool. It's a, a nylon canvas, like a little bit waterproof. So we do this giant work script on um, all, the, all the duffel bags, right? Mm-hmm. And my branding aspect there was we're touching the duffel bags before they get manufactured. Yeah, before they And to me, that's like, and- that's the fucking dopest, right? Because everything else up until then, I was printing on after it was already sewn together. Right. So they just sent pallets and pallets of bags that were in like a million pieces. I didn't know what half the pieces were. I knew right. what the big red like piece was. Like piping and yeah, just zippers. Like, ah, just, and, I'm not yeah. trying not to lose that shit. So we do these big overflow prints on it. Where they're Still my favorite bag to this. Printing bag. over the seams, uh-huh. everything. And I was like, this is so dope. So, and, dude, we spent, like, three weeks printing them. They yeah. were just these monster prints. We well, didn't even have a pallet big enough. Didn't you make a screen? We, we had to build pallets. Yeah. yeah. So just these monster prints, and we sent them all back, right? And, they're, dude, they're fresh. They're, so they sent them all back, and they sewed the bags together. So now the, the, the prints are actually going into the seams, right. which to me was the biggest accomplishment of my life. Yeah. Like, I was, evo- I was involved in something that was printed before it was sewn, and it was, like, yeah, anyone who doesn't oh. understand the process, that is like, that's huge, dude. It was I was in cut and sew to an yeah. extent, uh-huh. and I was just like, I dude, I remember feeling on top of the world. The bags came back. Dun dun dun. The bags came back. And this is when we we would put a shower in the warehouse. I was living in the warehouse at this point uh-huh. in time, full time for like a year, and um, I, we got the bags and they were all like folded up and everything. And we pulled the first one out, and as we opened it, the ink cracked where the crease was, mm-hmm. and it like flaked off. And I was like, whoa, what? So we started pulling the bags out, and everywhere the bag creased, the ink would crack and fall right. off. Because we, we didn't know about stretch additive. And all that, we didn't know yeah. about anything. I just printed fucking Plastisol on a normal canvas, canvas treated nylon bag, and it just didn't work. And I, Dude, that was like also my biggest investment ever. Yeah, yeah. Because he charged me... Dude, he charged me like $35 per bag. Like, I was paying retail for the fucking yeah, bags. Yeah, yeah. So I was like, I'm, I can't sell these bags for more than what? 50, 60 bucks? Looking back now, I could have sold that bag for 300. Yeah. Looking back now, percent. but I, I didn't have that much confidence in the brand. I didn't. Yeah. I wasn't. Was, at the time, it was. Yeah. I wasn't set up like that. Yeah. That's not how my brain was working. I, I also didn't want to rip people off. And I saw that. Looking back now, it wasn't with our time in. So I was in the shower. I trained. And I'm in the shower, and I'm thinking, I'm like, you're we're, just pissed we're off. fucked. Like, yeah. these are trash. And every, nobody knows what to do. Everyone's like, I guess we're just throwing them out. Because you can't, you know, it damages the brand when you send something out. Yeah, which is why we stopped doing test prints. Yeah. So, in the shower, I was like, no, there's just the, there's another aspect to this bag. These bags are distressed. Mm-hmm. So, like, I went out to Walmart, and I bought uh, butter knives. And we came back, and I found out that, like, if you fucking rip with a butter knife on this, you can distress it. Mm-hmm. And if you distress the whole entire thing... Now it's intentional. Now it's intentional. So yeah. we took something where it was cracking and made it intentional. And now all of a sudden, not only did we print before the cut and sew process, it's sewn together, it's under, it's hand printed, then sent back to the mill, sewn together, then back, and then we... Uh, hand distressed it. We hand distressed it. And then on top of that, because it still didn't look that great, and it looked... It looked like it wasn't finished. Overspray, right? We oversprayed them. Yeah. So, like, I had always been covered in overspray. My shoes, for, just from doing graffiti, Pants and, everything yeah. always had ink on it. And everyone was like, oh, dude, that looks so dope how you did that gradient on your shoes. And I was like, oh, no, I ruined these when uh, I was painting. Like, yeah, I, didn't I fucked realize. up. Yeah. And, uh, and then same thing, too. A lot of my friends were contractors, and, like, we all just had the same look, which is, I mean, that's what I'm wearing right now. I'm wearing yeah, literally. torn up <laughs> jeans with ink on them. Uh-huh. And... It was always like that working man slash artist look that I just loved. Yeah. And I loved, loved it. So we went back and I bought a, a bunch of cans of Montana and then just did gradual little oversprays so that we made sure that 
the ink that wasn't really distressed yet had ink on top it of meant, it yeah. that meant with the whole bag. And dude, those bags were fucking gorgeous. They were coolest bags. And ever. like, once again, just sold out instantly. Now, the time we put into those was fucking insane. But then from that, from figuring out how to distress that bag, it was like, oh, cool, we're going to do trucker hats and I'll yeah, overspray the trucker hats. Yeah. And like, once again, not smart. That I, I didn't go into that and be like, we should do this from the start. No, that's me trying to save my fucking ass yeah. when I had, I don't know, $12,000 in bags that like I couldn't pay for unless I sold. Uh-uh. Yeah. It's me just literally like thinking about how to get myself out of trouble and figure out a way around a problem all within acting within brand standards. Yeah. And now, and I think that's what it is. Yeah, is staying I set within my brand yourself, standards. Yeah. yeah. You know, and I think that you, you take on understanding what the brand is and the brand standards for people don't know is just like staying true to yourself. Yeah. So is it on brand? Is it, yeah. does it fit the image? Does it, does it fit the story? Yeah. And Which is why like shit. you don't see Dana wearing a thong to the beach. Right. Cause like that's not her brand standards. Um, that's just not who she is. Mm-hmm. And I think that, that that's a good way to describe it is like it's it's what do what do what do people expect to see you post yeah and it makes people comfortable with the brand and i think that once again you can fake that but you can also do that genuinely and that's 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 all along what we try to do with flagner fail yeah and every brand that we've started and every brand that we've started yeah hell yeah hell yeah dude i forgot about those oversprayed bags the The oversprayed bags those were that was I probably lost years off my life with that project. <laughs> you know what I mean? But you learn. But how much you learn so much from? Oh, it. and the branding that it, it did to yeah. build Flagner Fail was insane. Probably still one of the coolest bags. But we have a new a new bag coming out soon that might take the cake on coolest bags. That's because you designed it. Yeah. Well, that doesn't. That, I didn't All say right. that. I'm All just right. saying it's. A, I mean, it's not. It's not as artsy. No, no, no it's not as artsy, word. but it's as it's thought out. No, and functionally, it's like design wise. Yeah, design wise, I think mine was once again. I call it mine and yours. I don't care, but like mine was like grassroots, like yeah, yeah. like really custom. Like looking at it now, if I went back and made that bag now, I would make ten of them and I'd sell them for five hundred dollars a piece. Yeah, and I just really fucking take my time. Like off white. Yeah, yeah, like like some exactly know. what he's doing. Is it really? Well, to that to uh, to that know. extent, yeah. But yeah, I'd I'd want to end up on hype beast and be like this, you know, Flagnerfeld's making five bags and blah blah blah. But yeah, the the bag that you designed is like I use it every day. Yeah, you know, that's what I it's my bag. Yeah, and I'm excited for that one. Just thought through, designed really well. It's yeah, taken and, the, and everything the, functionality that we've yeah, and done. the cool the cool thing now is since we've grown the brand and we've grown like uh, the base and all that, we're able to the how you were able to touch that from start to finish mm-hmm. and from inception to it being delivered to the customer. Uh, we've got the brand in a position now where we can do that from the gate and we don't have to rely on the other companies to yeah. be like, Oh, we have to team up with this bag company and make this company. It's like, wait, we'll just make our own bag. Yeah. We'll, f- we'll yep. figure out the functionalities, the buttons, the, uh, the prints and all, all that stuff. And yeah. I, I think that's like, one of the coolest spots that we're in right yeah. now is like that's really what I diving to do. into. I it. wanted to touch, and with with the printing on on the, the work bag is like I just wanted to touch it while it was being made. Yeah, like you know, it it feels you want to feel like you made it. Yeah, it feels cool. Like oh, halfway through before that was finished, I put my hand on that for a minute. Yeah, and I I you can see where I put it. You know what I mean? It's like uh, it's like when concrete's drying and you stick your you hand write your in name it. And you're in like, it. I was here during that process. Look, I fucked it up. <laughs> or like when I mix up everyone's protein with my finger and then I ship it out to the customers. Like when I'm combined in like the pea protein oh, in the bathtub. and the brown rice protein and when I make yeah. it in my sink and then I bottle it up for you guys. Remember when we started? When we so started the supplement let's, let's company. Let's go back. Let's go back to uh, 2015. Uh, yeah, whatever year it was. So once again, another brand that we started. I always said, we're not doing a supplement company, not doing a supplement company. Mm-hmm. And I had, we, we were, cause we had issues with supplement companies. You know, it was just, it always seemed like a, a grimy industry, yeah, just yeah. weird. And like, you know, it, once again, taking Dana's brand, um, the, like the one, the one company that she was working with, they were trying to get her to be super corny. Mm-hmm. And then they're, and then they kept telling her like, you have to be more sexy. And I remember sitting there as like her husband and, and hearing that, and sitting there, and and knowing Dana's brand of who mm-hmm. she is as a person, 
and seeing them be like, be more sexy. I'm like, ah, stop. Stop making my wife can you, uncomfortable. Can you word that? Yeah, you really <laughs> like, and I could see her getting uncomfortable. And she's like, "Well, I don't like. What do you? What do you mean? What do you mean? Yeah. What do you mean, forty-seven-year-old guy? Yeah, like, creepy guy with glasses, yeah, sweating all over the place. He was like, just you know, just like ma- make better eye contact with the camera. And I was just like, oh my god, as soon as this contract up, we're fucking out. And I remember like that shoot and a bunch of those things. And the other, nope, and not then doing the, that. the other thing with supplements was like, hey, promote this product you don't take. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. It's yeah. like, wait, I thought. Like we just said, the number one thing is like have a product and what, or if it's not a product, have a brand that you believe mm-hmm. in. And have passion in it. Yeah. So we, I remember I was actually talking to Evan Setrapani, right? And we were talking about supplement companies and things like that. Because he and I think very similar. Yeah, he's I like a him really a lot. Cool, really, really cool dude. Um, he has a series right now where he's building a gym in his basement. Have you yeah, seen Yeah, I saw it? that. It's uh-huh. actually, it's really good. Done really, really well. And... It makes me rethink life when I watch it. Makes you want to. It just makes me Jimmy rethink life, dude. I really like that dude, Evan. I love you. Um, <laughs> we haven't seen him in a while. I know. So we had a camp with him, and I remember sitting downstairs before camp, and he was ta- we were talking about something, and he's like, "Yeah, you know, blah, blah, something." I was like, "Nah, man." He's like, "I was like, there's only one product I'd ever want," and he's like, "Well, what would you want?" And I was like, "Well, if there was a product that it was like coffee, it's for when we travel. Yeah, it, it was if it was like coffee." And then also like Adderall. And then also of course. like, yeah, because I want to be able to focus more. <laughs> yeah. And then I was like, and then if it had like something that made my mood better, he's like, oh, it's like a nootropic. And I was like, I don't know what that is, but we'll cover that later. Yeah, they were new like, to the and market. I was like, at and that if time. it was like emergency or like one of these immune boosting things, all in one thing, so that when we travel, we can be protected, like our immunity is heightened. Sit healthy, yeah. We'll have energy. We will, um, We'll have more focus, and our mood will be better for when we have to perform and meet people. Mm-hmm. He's like, that's a really good product. That'd be, and I remember talking about that, and I, I started thinking, I was like, that is actually like a really good product. And so we went back, you know, we talked, and we created a brand. Run Everything was never meant to be a brand. No. Run Everything was the parent company to house the product named Onward. Correct. Onward is what we were moving forward with. And that was, so Onward started, so all this, all these talks, October... Onward launched March 2015. Yep. The rest of the line didn't come until September of 2015. Because we weren't looking. Because we had no interest. No, no interest. Even when we launched, what did we launch with? We launched, well. Two flavors so, of so, Onward. The, so, Rob, the Rob bottle and the Dana bottle. Yeah, so we had Onward. Uh-huh. And then the, com- the supplement company or the other products stemmed from the AMF. Always moving forward. That was from Dana doing we got, Ninja Warrior. We got it formulated uh-huh. because we needed her hands to be better. We didn't even get it formulated. No, he well, we we, ta- we said we said don't care what it costs, we make don't care us what something it costs. that works. Dana so Dana qualified for Ninja Warrior and she started training like that and instantly her grip went. Like her hands just couldn't keep up with swinging on ropes and Rock catching her climbing like and shit. So we reached out to our manufacturer that made Onward, we were like, "Hey man, can you make us the best joint supplement you possibly can? Like just we don't we're not looking to sell it or anything, just like Make us a really good joint supplement because Dana's getting beat the fuck up. And it's about to be on national television. And it's about to be on national television. So, once again, solving a problem. Yeah. And he sent us these pills, these random pills. In a black bottle with a white label that had no name on it. And we're like, so there's no recommendations. He's like, oh, just take three or two or whatever it was. Yeah. So she's just started taking them. And like, what, a week and a half later, she was like getting better. Better, yeah. And I remember being like, whoa. And that that's when we realized, like, if we can do something like this and have this kind of impact on her, yeah. why it's almost why like... Why wouldn't we know what we were making? Yeah, yeah. almost like selfish. Yep. Um, so then the, the thing was, and we still to this day, this is what we stand by for Run Everything, is we will make products that we personally yeah. take. That's why we don't make fucking pro-hormones. Yep. And water loss pills and like all this crazy shit. We make the products that we take every day. And that's why we launched with AMF. We launched with EWP. We launched with STW. And we launched with DTE pills. Yeah. And that was it. For the first year, we had four products. Uh Yeah, it was, that was a very interesting journey, Mm -hmm. but very fun. The supplement. Very fun. Yeah, that's a whole different thing. It was very fun uh, working with someone else to build a Mm -hmm. brand. 
you know, work like because working with you, because Flagner Fail, you came in and this was like more. I remember we sat down, we designed the whole thing. Like, yeah, yeah, run everything to me. I'm not going to say like it holds any type. I'm not going to say it hold. It holds different meaning to yeah. me because I was there from yeah. like the day we work got done and we shut the door of our office and we said we're not leaving this room until we come up with a name. Mm -hmm. So like I was there from months before that when we were like, hey, Dana has an offer from this supplement company and this supplement company. The third option is starting our own. Yeah. Um, so like Flagner Fell, I came into it. It was always it was already like moving along and like established. And like my goal was to help grow it, run everything. I was there from like the thought of it. I'm which pretty was like sure awesome. I decided to start that brand on the porch of Carsonia. Is that where it was? We were standing outside Carsonia and we were talking outside. And you told me like the offers from the other brands and what we were thinking about. And I remember we like had the conversation on the porch. And Sons of Anarchy was coming on, and all I was thinking was like, I gotta watch Sons of Anarchy. We have to wrap this up. <laughs> Motherfucker. Yeah, man. I don't know. I think, uh, yeah, it, it's been a fun journey building, I, I, and that's my favorite thing to do. Is is once again because I guess it all it's all the same shit. Once again, I'm not smart, so I'm figuring this out while I'm talking. But it's just. Building a brand is the same thing. It's hitting a roadblock and solving a problem. Yeah, and it's finding something that you you like, and then maybe you like yourself, maybe you like training, uh -huh. and then it's figuring out based on your budget, based on whatever else, based on your requirements, how to make other people care about it. Yeah, and just but I think that's what it is. It's it's being creative and determined, and or you can just be really smart. I think those are the two options. Yeah, you have a few different things working for you. What do you mean? Like to to be successful and start your own brand, yeah. You you can take multiple angles. Yeah. You could take your angle where you're like, I'm creative and I'll outwork everyone, and I'm just gonna make it work. Or obviously the fucking Elon Musk's of the world who are you just you the, smart. the smart, yeah, and just know how to make it work. Which and is then, which is why with this other brand, that's why I want to do that. Yeah, you know, like I want I don't want to go in with like crazy marketing budget or anything like that. I want to make a really good product. Uh, yeah, and I, I think the other thing, when you talk about the other brand and you're talking about like your face not being on it and people knowing you own it, I think it's because we, we in the 10 years that Flagner Fails has been around, we got to see like what it means to have you and Dana as the owners and like how it kind of not changed the trajectory, but what it means to the trajectory of the brand and yep. having people believe in the brand versus believe in a person. So like... If me as a person, I'm an influencer on Instagram and I launch my supplement company and it has no structure or substance to it and I'm relying solely on my image, what happens when uh, I fall off or I'm not in shape anymore yep. or I go to prison or anything like that? Or it's your like, Instagram account gets blocked. Yeah, it, yeah. It, all of that goes away. Wait, but you it, go to prison, Jesus. Yeah, you know, I mean, who knows? And then, <laughs> Wait, what is that? Why you did Joe Pesci voice? Just because. What know, was that? That like, was like my cousin Vinny. That all was, of a sudden you turned into. Because like I, I don't what know. What are you like, doing? Where you're gonna go to fucking I'm prison, bro? I'm just saying. Who knows what's gonna happen? I know I'm not going to prison. Well, I'm not going to prison. Well, you just said hypothetically. No, if you well, go to prison, you, you know how I'm not going to prison? Why? Because I watched the movie Shot Caller on Netflix okay. with the guy who looks like Harvey Dent and the guy who looks like the guy from Game of Thrones. Okay. The uh, Lannister brother. And he had mean. stuff in his butt in prison. Once again. That's how he got elected into the tribe. Shot okay. caller. So you remember, should watch it. It scared the shit out of me. I remember what I said earlier when I said if we reviewed movies, it uh -huh. would be me not knowing yeah. what you're talking about. So I watched and that you, movie. And not only that, you're like the guy from Game of Thrones. Once again, never seen yeah. that. Yeah. I watched the movie a couple of weeks ago and I realized I don't want to go to prison. So I just have to be better. So, Not that I'm making bad on. decisions. So well, my first question is: Prior to that, you thought to yourself, "I didn't. Ah, maybe I'll go to prison." No, I wasn't. Like it wasn't. I wasn't like maybe. Let's see what happens. I'll just see if I play my cards right. But like now, after seeing that movie and seeing what he went through in this fictional or non-fictional, in this fake, it's just a movie. Um, no, okay. no, and he. I don't want to do it. And he did. He went to prison on like some shit too. You should watch it. You get internet at your house? Please don't embarrass me right now. I have internet. Dude. It's just really slow. Uh, so you can't so stream No, I can't movies. stream a movie. Yeah, you should watch it during cardio or something. I can download a movie here. Yeah, download Shot Caller. And then I can go watch it at my house. Yeah. On my phone. What were we talking about? You were talking about 
you need to start being better so you don't go to prison. Yeah. And I think that's what this podcast is about at this point in time. Yeah, just be better, you know? Just what don't go to doing? prison. I'm just, what? I, li- I thought you were just dieting and eating rice cakes. I, di- I didn't no, know you were doing things. No, I don't, I don't, no, well, that's what I'm saying. Like, I don't want to ruin it, but he went to prison, not for no reason, but like, it sucks why he went to prison. Tax evasion? This guy, no. What? He, do you want me to tell you? Just tell me why he went to prison. No, but what about everyone listening? I'll tell you afterwards. Is, is it a spoiler? No, but it's just like... No, so it's, it's like saying... No, but I don't want to It's like be, saying Spider-Man got bit by a spider. That's why he's Spider-Man. No, but people ruin movies and like they don't even... Under, they don't have like the whereabouts in themselves to not ruin a movie for people. And I don't like well, being Well, Harvey Dent was people. Two-Face. Yeah. I just realized. Harvey Dent? You knew that? Yeah, right? Isn't that... It took yeah, me that how, long how to you figure out that? who Harvey Dent was. Because I watched a Batman movie. Which one? Dark Knight? Or I, just in I general? Know. I watched one with... Ke- Kevin Keaton. Ke- oh, who is that? God, Kevin. Kevin Keaton. He said. Kevin Costner. No. Oh my God. You have anything else you have Kevin to say Bacon. about building who a brand? Is, who is the Batman? Michael Keaton. Michael Keaton from Jesus. Multiplicity. Yeah, actually, hey. that's actually pretty accurate. Um, do you have anything else you want to say? Worries. He he was also in. He's one of the few people. I think there's like under ten people that was in DC movie and Marvel movie because he was in um, the Spider Man movie. Suck it. All right, so you just spoke a different language and then said suck it at the end. Yeah. All I heard. You have to say suck it to get your point across. Okay. And to let them know that you you did it. Like Eli. So uh, last question of the day. I'm ready. Harry Potter's part of DC or no? No, he's in his own. Oh, Jake's losing his mind again. All right, I think we're done. What's our time at? I How long are these things supposed to be? God damn it. Oh, that's a PR. Is that Sorry a PR? I broke your headphones. Oh, Why? God, whatever. Really? I think, I think we summed up branding, right? Yeah, I think we summed up branding pretty well. If you have any questions or... How does that work? Do they ask questions? On our Instagram, ask questions. Yeah, or on the... Take a screenshot of you listening to this episode. Share it with a friend. Shirt for a friend. Ba, 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 ba. Yeah, tag, tag Rob. Kill tag Rob rags. Bailey. At Rags. That's a good way to do it. Yeah. Oh, and each we each of us need our own sign outs. Like on Mark Bell, he's like, "May your poop stay strong. Mm. May the poop be with you." Whatever he says, and then uh, that way, because we always we get to the end, and I just look at you, and I'm like, "Are we?" Mine's uh, say goodbye, over? Dana. Oh yeah. Goodbye, Dana. And then I don't have one, so may the poop be with you. Is that one? Yes. Yeah, suck, suck it, it everybody. Whoa.